Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to WWD Voices. My name is Arthur Zachowitz, and today we have a special guest, uh, Doug Wood, who is the CEO of Tommy Bahama, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary. And he's being interviewed by um, WWD's uh, Gene Palmieri, who's live from the newsroom. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jean Palmieri, Senior Editor of Men's for Women's Wear Daily. And uh, our guest today is Doug Wood, the Chief Executive Officer of Tommy Bahama. Hello, Doug. Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. Nice to see you. Um, so you are celebrating a big milestone uh, this year, 30, 30th anniversary of Tommy Bahama. So let's talk a little bit about that and how the company's changed over the past three decades. So, so Gene, you know, it, uh, it is a big milestone for us. And, uh, you know, it, I'll just take a step back. I've been with the company now for 21 years. And, um, you know, just having seen the amount of change since I've been here, knowing that we started out as a men's wholesale business that's now, that has become a direct-to-guest business, women's, men's, restaurants, um, you know, accessories, uh, a lot of change over the years. So uh, it's one thing to make it to 30. It's another thing to make it to 30 and be thriving where the brand is right now. You know, I think of Tommy Bahama and the first thing that pops into my head are those men's silk camp shirts. Um, and I mean, that's essentially how the business started. Is that what was... Uh, you know the way the business was when you joined yeah i think you know i think that's that's one of the great things about the brand is that we are known for something and we are known for these beautiful uh printed floral uh camp shirts so camp shirts and uh absolutely in fact uh, all the way up to about 2008 uh we were almost you know exclusively a silk house um, but, you know, like all things, people's tastes change and we had to pivot and we pivoted hard and we continue to pivot hard with innovation. And, and it's still an important part of the brand. You'll always find the Time Bahama printed cam shirt if you come to a store or look online. But it now, you know, makes up a really small portion of our business. And, um, you know, but it's what people know us for. And if, because of that, we will always have the best. And that's what we have. Are you able to tell us how large uh, a business it represents for the company today? You know, I, you know, uh, it's uh, in the men's wovens category, and you know, I, I would say that it's less than it's less than five percent. Wow! Um, and and uh, silk, as in general, is probably you know less than ten percent of the total fabrication that we we have. So. Uh, still important um, and still something that we we talk about you know every season but it, you know it's 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 basically opened the door for us to get into a lot of other things and that's what we've done so what are the most popular items today then oh you know um, I'll start with men's uh, tech 
is has been huge for us and that's with both you know where you're talking about our polo palm coast polo uh our infielder uh polo um our chip shot short is unbelievably popular right now um as well as we have a a borake pant our, our bottoms programs are just unbelievable right now and so it you know when you have a when you have a real solid bottoms business in men's that that just kind of sets up you know having a great shirt business as well and uh you know those are the items that are really driving men's women's has been really fueled by dresses um you know whether uh the you know it's it's coming out of our sportswear division or our swimwear division you know these cover-ups that double as dresses incredibly popular but we have a great women's knit business right now that has really uh, taken off with you know different fabrics uh and it just um you know has allowed us to you know, keep expanding the brand and build women's at the same time. So how big a business is women's today? You know, if, um, you know, overall in, in, in our apparel side of the business, it makes up, you know, about 35% of our business. So, and, and understanding that it's actually a bigger business for us in direct than it is in wholesale. Wholesale is still a really important part of our business. Um, but still, you know, men's makes up a much larger portion of our wholesale business than women's, but it's growing. And, uh, you know, uh, it's something that we're pretty darn excited about. Uh, I was going to bring up wholesale. Uh, obviously, the history of the company is that it started as a wholesaler. But you have quite a uh, large representation of your own retail stores. Is that correct? How many stores do you have now? You know, um, worldwide, I, I believe we're sitting around, uh, you know, 160 retail stores. But some of those are, we've got about 34 outlets. Um, I've got about, you know, 15 that are in Australia and Canada. Um, so about 100 and 110 in the U.S. that are full price, um, um, are, you know, company owned stores. Uh, you know, if you step back and look at the company makeup today versus the way we were, uh, you know, back when when I started in the, you know, 20 years ago, uh, we were 80 percent wholesale back then and 20 percent direct. That's just flipped on us now. We are now 80 percent direct and about 20 percent wholesale. But wholesale is really important to us. And, and it, it will always be, you know, uh, something that it, we, when you start as a wholesaler, you know how to do it. Um, it's just, you know, one of those businesses that, uh, you know, it's one thing when you're trying to sell your product in your own stores, uh, you, you, you basically get very myopic on your focus of, you know, what's, what's working, what's not in wholesale, you're up against everybody. And, you know, I pay a lot of attention to wholesale because you really know, Hey, that sell through is real because I'm up against, you know, the best shirt or the best pan in the market and, uh, we're, we're performing. And so. We watch wholesale really close. Hmm. I see. So where do you see the growth in the future? Is it continuing with your own retail stores or wholesale or a little of everything? Yeah. You know, I, I see uh, growth opportunity um, in both, you know, in both channels, both direct, which are, includes our stores and online, as well as wholesale. And, you know, I think it's it's understanding that as a brand, we run a full price business, meaning that I'm very interested in, you know, keeping a, uh, a stance of not being promotional. 
So to do that in wholesale, you have to, you have to partner with the right wholesale partners. And we've done a good job with, you know, Specialty and Dillard's and Von Mauer and Nordstrom's. You know, they too are, are uh, running some really nice full price businesses. I think you have the opportunity to continue to grow wholesale, both in men's and women's by, you know, keep expanding your offering and really focusing on product. I mean, that, if, if anything has allowed us to be here 30 years, uh, it's the fact that we are a product house and we focus on, you know, really excellent product and, you know, and in design and fashion. And so that's, you know, that allows us to keep building in all channels, uh, because if you can delight your guests with product, uh, hey, they'll find you. The, uh, the product, everything about the company is sort of, you have an unwavering focus on being an island, like living the island life or where I mean, it's, it's kind of remarkable how you can stay true to that mission. Um, how do you do that while you're expanding in different categories and different products? You know, you know, Gene, we talk about it all the time um, about, hey, where's where's the sand in this product? Where's the little bit of love that that uh, brings you back to the, you know, the island inspired vision for the brand? And and, you know, it, it's really that, you know, having design teams that understand that. Hey, our, our mission is to be, you know, the greatest island-inspired uh, apparel and lifestyle company, you know, on the planet. That's where we want to be. Um, and, and how you do that is don't forget what, what brought you there. And, and don't, don't go chasing after other things and leave the island behind because, hey, there's a lot of companies that would love to have the Time Bahama position that we built through the years. And and so it's it's really keeping that you know top of mind focus, uh, whether it's with your design teams or in your retail stores or with your creative and digital teams, because that 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 has such a reach now. Of hey, uh, this is who we are. Let's not stray too far off the island. It doesn't mean we can't have great denim. It doesn't mean we can't have great tech. It doesn't mean we can't. You know, go into a lot of different areas that people don't necessarily think about us. Um, but uh, you know, what we're seeing more and more is that message really resonates to people, especially in these times. They're looking for a a, a, a brand that's a little less serious and you know understands that we're looking to relax, and that's that's what the brand's all about. Well. Yes, we all need to relax a lot these days. Um, but uh, so who is your customer? Is it a, you know, everybody's always chasing, you always hear about everybody chasing the young person. But who is your customer? You know, um, we really try to focus on, you know, the age group 35 and up. Um, and if you told me what, what the uh, uh, goalposts are, it's 40 to 60. You know, if you're going to be around for 30 years, you think about my 40-year-old 40 40 year guest 30 years ago. He's now 70 or she's 70. Uh, so you've always got to be bringing new people in. I, I You know, uh, when I started, uh, the baby boomer was always kind of like, or, or the, how are you going to get that millennial? Well, now the millennial is 41. You know, they're sitting at the barbecue, drinking a beer and bouncing a baby. Okay, so, so. You know, we are absolutely relevant to, you know, all age groups, but keeping our focus there uh, has really uh, paid off for us through the years. And I, I have to admit to you that one of my favorite places to eat is the Tommy Bahama restaurant on Fifth Avenue, New York. 
So let's talk a little bit about a restaurant division. A lot of companies, you know, they'll kind of license that out or they'll let a restaurateur run it. But that's not the, uh, the way you do it. You run those restaurants yourself. Uh, why, do you, why have you decided to do it that way? You know, it, it started, we started as a restaurant company. You know, the first restaurant we opened uh, was in Naples, Florida back in uh, 95, 96. And because of that, it just became part of us. Uh, we've al- so we've always looked at ourselves as a restaurant company. We're going to do over $100 million this year in food and beverage. And, and what it's done is it really has uh, solidified how you treat your, your guests. If you notice, hey, we don't talk about customers. We talk about guests. Um, that comes from our restaurant you know, uh, upbringing. You know, you're, you're not trying to sell somebody something. You're trying to bring them into your home and make them feel comfortable and good. You know, that's what you do with guests. And, and I, I think that um, especially for our model, you don't ha- we don't have a standalone restaurant that doesn't have uh, retail with it. Well, you know, you can tell when operations aren't run together. And, and what we've been able to do is make this, these, this a seamless operation such that, hey, I get the same type of guest experience when I'm eating in our restaurants or when I walk over and I'm shopping in the store. And so, so that's really paid us huge dividends through the years. And, and you just have to make sure that your, your, your level of service, but also product, you know, you think about food and beverage, that's product has to be commensurate with what I have over on the retail side. So there's, there's definitely, you know, eyes looking across at each other, making sure that, hey, we're delivering a seamless message. And, and that's what the restaurants have done for us. Do you find that the uh, person that's having those coconut shrimp is also going to go in and grab a, uh, a shirt before they leave? <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, the thing with, that, with restaurants, that, that how I look at restaurants and that guest experience and that opportunity for the brand is that, you know, when someone comes into a retail store, they're going to probably spend 15, 10, 15 minutes online. I might only have you for, you know, if I get your eyeballs now for, you know, a 90 seconds, that's great. Somebody comes in a restaurant, I'm going to get you for 45 minutes to an hour and a half. You know, you think about that. I've got an opportunity to really have an experience with the guests that they're going to walk away and tell people about. But, you know, with that, you also have the stress of, boy, if that's a bad experience, you also have the opportunity to really destroy a great relationship with a guest. So, so making sure that's great is important. You know, but, you know, uh, we have situations where people on vacation will go into the bar or restaurant three times in a week. Um, do I think they're buying a shirt each time? No. But, hey, being able to have that guest lock in the brand, you know, three times where they're in their most, you know, natural I'm on vacation experience and have that be associated with us, that's, that's, that's just wonderful. That's something that we, we really aspire to. And then the other thing is that uh, I, I, you can't walk on a beach without seeing a Tommy Bahama beach chair. So tell me about how you manage your licensed products. I don't think you're making the beach chairs yourselves. Oh no, no, and we have a phenomenal licensed business, and and you know that that's that's one of those things, Gene, that um, kind of fell in our lap back during the 08 recession. Uh, my head of licensing talk came to me and said, "What do you think about a beach chair?" Now think about our product over in the retail side or on apparel side at the time. We were a soap-based company at that time. 
And all of a sudden you're talking about the beach. Well, you know, yeah, we had some swimwear, but we weren't really focused on, you know, the things you'd wear on the beach. Um, but it was the recession. I took the license. I, I was like, boy, I hope we, I hope we'll make a little money here. It is a phenomenal ex- relationship we have now. And, you know, I, I think we were, we're selling like a million beach chairs a year. And, and what all that's done is allowed us to get our name on, you know, pretty much every beach in North America, you know, and, 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 you know, also, what it's allowed us to do is we've built a phenomenal apparel business around the beach, you know, with swim and T-shirts and cover-ups. So, you know, it is it has just been, you know, just such a great relationship we've had. And, and um, you know, every, I, it, it's hard for me because I'm on vacation. I'll go out in the water. I'll turn around and there's like Tommy Bahama looking back at me. So it, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, you mentioned having some international operations. So tell me where you operate outside the U.S. Yeah, we, we have a nice uh, business up in Canada uh, that uh, we had that as a licensed business. We bought it back in 2011 and now we run it ourselves. And uh, we also uh, have a really nice Australia business. We actually licensed that. Um, gosh, I can't remember the year, but I know we bought it back. And you know, uh, have built, you know, our own stores. We have an online business. It's an Australian online business. And uh, it just, um, it really, you know, is a, uh, has grown through the years. And you think about Australia, it seems like, hey, uh, Tommy Bahama seems like a natural there. And uh, it is. And so, so th- that's where we've operated. You know, I see down the road, certainly, you know, expanding and, 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 and trying some more international opportunities. Um, but we have so many great things working right now in North America and Australia. I, I, I'm not rushing to do that. Uh, if anything, uh, I've got a lot of things that we're going to be doing here and, and that is going to probably take our time in the near term. All right. Um, with anything like that, any kinds of expansion plans, you have to have a parent company that uh, is very supportive. And I believe you have that with Oxford Industries. Tell me a little bit about how you work with that uh, company. You know, uh, it's really interesting, Gene, because Oxford bought us. It's our 30th anniversary. Oxford bought, and next year will be our 30th. Oxford's buy, uh, bought us 20 years ago. And I can honestly say we would not be where we are today without the support of Oxford Industries. I was here when they purchased us. Uh, Tom Chubb, uh, he, he actually, you know, was on the other side and, and was legal ran ran basically did the all the agreements when they bought us he's now the ceo and and i just couldn't have a better partner and that would be there supporting all the things we're doing you know we we, we're opening stores and restaurants and marlin bars and and doing all these things well how am i doing that well that's because i have a strong parent company parent company that financially can support these things and understand hey you know this is how this company works and how, how we need to make sure that uh, we're, we're helping them get to where we need them to be. So it's been a great relationship. And uh, that's really the story. You know, it's, it's 30th anniversary, but, you know, I think there should be a, a Harvard business case built on how Har- Oxford bought Tommy Bahama and the management stayed together. And that's that that in itself. I mean, the fact that we even like each other is ama- amazing. The, the fact that we've actually uh, gotten where we are and the company is still thriving uh that's that's a great it is a great story so 
Look in your crystal ball and tell me where you would like to see Tommy Bahama 30 years from now. You know, I think I think it's continuing with the dream, right? You know, we, we've never wanted to be the biggest company or the biggest brand. We just aspire to be the best. And and that's in everything we do. And whether that's men's apparel, women's apparel, accessories, beach chairs, restaurants, we understand, you know, hey, I want I want when people think about, hey, the island life, I want them to think, wow, I, Tommy Bahama, I want to get there. I see resorts in our future. I think that's something that that just are, is a natural for the brand that would that, you know, you think about all the aspects that we already have, you know, with our brand. I think I think that's definitely in our future out there. Um, so, it, you know, it's exciting. I think I think the, the, the good news is 30 years from now, Tommy Bahama is going to be here and going strong. Sounds good. Save me one of those uh, rooms in the first resort when you open it. I sure will, Jean. Well, thank you, Doug Wood. Uh, it was interesting to hear the Tommy Bahama story. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to the WWD Voices podcast.